Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Today is November 8th, 2018. This is Minnesota Politics 101. I'm Pat Kessler, the political reporter at WCCO Television. We are the proud CBS station in Minneapolis. It's the day after the day after the election. I'm not saying the dust has exactly settled yet. Let's just say there is a lot less chaos. Tremendous gratitude I have for you and people all across this state. Today we'll close the loop on Keith Ellison. He's the Democrat who won the race for Minnesota Attorney General after one of the ugliest campaigns we have seen here in Minnesota in a long, long time. Minnesota's new governor claims his office at the state capitol. We'll talk about what's next after what's next. Are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. That's enough. That's enough. We're not even in the holiday season yet, but President Trump has a list of who's naughty and who's nice. Two Minnesotans are on it. And I asked them on the campaign trail for people to vote with their warm hearts, and that's exactly what we did. And history made. Minnesota elects a Somali-American refugee to the United States Congress. Okay, so the election's over. We stopped running all of those wall-to-wall negative political campaign ads at exactly 5 o'clock Central Time, Wednesday, November 7th. Here's what it sounded like. Silence. The election is over, and Minnesota Democrats ran the table. They won the governor's office and every statewide constitutional office, including attorney general. This has a lot of national implications. Keith Ellison, is the first black leader and the first Muslim to serve as attorney general in Minnesota. He won this exceptionally toxic campaign despite allegations of domestic abuse by an ex-girlfriend. We caught up with Ellison on election night. He sounded exhausted and relieved. I say I'm gonna earn their trust. Every single day, I'm going to get up and earn their trust. And, and, I, and I don't blame them for having, having trouble. I take this kind of stuff seriously myself. And I want everybody to know that as your uh, Attorney General, I'm going to be on the side of people who have been harmed, people who, have to, who need to report. And, and I'm going to make sure that they are heard and listened to. I understand how critical this is. It's very important. So I say I'm going to earn their trust and they can expect that the Attorney General's office will be a friend to domestic violence victims, sexual assault victims, sexual harassment victims. We're on the side of them, but we're gonna, we're gonna insist on due process, of course, but we're, we're gonna listen to people and, and we're gonna make sure that they feel comfortable coming forward. Democrat Tim Waltz won the governor's office on a message of reconciliation. His motto was, One Minnesota. 
On Wednesday, he walked up the front steps of the Minnesota State Capitol with his running mate, Peggy Flanagan, a kind of gauzy morning in Minnesota setting as he begins his transition to be the next governor of well, Minnesota. I, I don't think things happen by chance in a lot of cases. I, I made the case to the citizens of Minnesota, and as I said, I'm humbled with uh, knowing that we receive more votes than anybody who's ever run for governor of Minnesota. And I think one of the messages they were sending clearly to me, not necessarily that there was a total belief in my personal political ideology, but the belief in the leadership to bring people together. I think Minnesota is well prepared to do this because we know that what happened in the selection when you start to parse it out, certainly there was a shift back towards Democrats, but there was also still a solidification of the the rural divide in some cases. We're very pleased because the data seems to show that we did perform in, in all of greater Minnesota. I think it starts with the leadership that I promised to give. I started respecting it. I think it started with that conversation of calling Senator Gazelka yesterday and him giving me the inputs and asking for some certain things that he wanted to see, honoring those things and bringing folks to the table. Because if you miss the message of this election, it's people want government to function. Mm -hmm. They want it to deal with the things that impact their daily lives, and they're pretty much done with the drama. Another Minnesota first, Ilhan Omar, a 36-year-old Minnesota state representative, elected to the U.S. Congress. Now, this was a remarkable journey for a woman who was a Somali refugee as a child. She had to learn to speak English. She became an American citizen, and... She's now the first of two Muslim women in Congress. Our reporter Esme Murphy talked with her. Congresswoman-elect, you might have a chance to come face-to-face -face very soon with the president. If you could, if you had the time, what would you say? What I would say is that he is... Um, to him, directly. Yeah, yeah, that you're faced with an opportunity to lead. You're faced with an opportunity to lead our nation. And it is... Um, not worth uh, much if we are continuing to, to fight and, and, um, and I would expect um, that a leader uh, moves us into a direction where we take our country to be more prosperous, um, to make it one that works for working families. Uh, I would um, talk to him and, and make sure that he understands the opportunity he's wasting um, because we have too much work to do for the American people. I want to say it was a surprise, but not a shock that Democrats took control of Congress on Election Day. House Republicans and President Trump did not seem to be on the same page for the whole election year. The president's closing message the last days of the campaign to help elect his fellow Republicans was immigration, danger, the caravan, open borders, MS-13, fear. Exit polls show that message turned off Minnesota's college-educated, suburban white women. And two Republican members of Congress in Minnesota lost their jobs, Representative Jason Lewis and five-term Representative Eric Paulson. But finally, I do want to thank the voters of the 3rd Congressional District for granting me this privilege of serving you in Congress. 
It's absolutely been one of the highest honors of my life. So clearly, Eric Paulson saw this coming a long time ago. To be honest, he was, he was caught in a very tough place. He ran for office as a Republican in a leaning Democrat congressional district that Barack Obama won and then Hillary Clinton won. But he established his bona fides as a fiscal conservative who got along with his liberal colleagues. He won elections for 10 years. That's how long he's been in Congress. Dutifully, he voted with the Republican majority, though, to repeal Obamacare 62 times and also pass a tax cut bill. And then came President Trump, a president with a really disruptive style, who awakened Republicans in Minnesota, and he's even more conservative than Paulson. So are those Republicans in Minnesota. With views on issues like immigration and foreign policy that made Republicans like Paulson really kind of uncomfortable. So I feel like Paulson saw this one coming, kind of really far off. You don't quite know what it is, but you know it's coming for you. It's, it's like the Pink Floyd line. He saw this coming like, like a distant ship. So it is suddenly very difficult for Republicans like Paulson, who ran for office as a math guy. He ran as a fiscal conservative who could add up the numbers. He's that guy. But then he voted for that massive Trump tax bill that created a $1.6 trillion deficit, something he had run against for all the time he was in Congress. He, he, he became somebody that he wasn't really, somebody that he was not. Hello, Minnesota. Meanwhile, Trump comes to Minnesota Great state. twice. This is supposed to be a Democrat state. I don't think so. To campaign for Republican congressional candidates like 8th District so. candidate Pete Stauber. And Paulson is nowhere to be found. You know, he doesn't want to be anywhere around the president. The, his campaign office told us that a lot of scheduling problems, can't quite figure it out. President's in town, ah, just can't make it. Scheduling problems and all, all these other things they tell us twice, the, both times the president is in Minnesota. So Paulson has to decide what he's going to do, and he does see major political trouble ahead. This is a guy who's widely known as very competent, nice man, approachable, reasonable, even a kind man. That's Eric Paulson. He has to decide how to handle the campaign against his Democratic opponent, Dean Phillips, a well-funded Minnesota businessman, and Paulson decides he's going to go negative, really negative. I'm Eric Paulson, and I approve this message. Dean Phillips joking about not paying his taxes. To be fair, Paulson was in a place where he, he just couldn't win, no matter what he does. If he embraces Trump, he offends his constituents. If he tries to distance himself from President Trump, he's disloyal. So he tries to thread the needle, keep his distance, and keep repeating the Republican mantra, the Republican talking points. And, and this is what they are. I'll agree with the president when it helps Minnesota, and I'll oppose him when it hurts Minnesota. We heard that so many times, but it really doesn't say anything. So Paulson loses big, and it hurts. But finally, 
I do want to thank the voters of the 3rd Congressional District for granting me this privilege of serving you in Congress. It's absolutely been one of the highest honors of my life. But then it gets worse. It's bad enough and it's hurtful enough. But the President of the United States has to have his revenge. So at a post-election press conference on Tuesday, President Trump sticks in the knife and he twists it. It was a big day yesterday, an incredible day. President Trump brings with him to this press conference at the White House a list of Republicans, Republicans, who he views as loyal to him and those who are disloyal. Two Minnesotans are on this list the president's got in his pocket that he pulls out at the press conference. Pete Stauber, good. Eric Paulson, bad. And last night, the Republican Party defied history to expand our Senate majority while significantly beating expectations in the House. Pete Stauber of Minnesota, great guy, he's new, and ran a fantastic race. On the other hand, you had some that decided to, let's stay away, let's stay away. They did very poorly. I'm not sure that I should be happy or sad, but I feel just fine about it. Eric Paulson didn't want the embrace. So the election's over. It was a grueling election. I know people are tired of watching all this stuff and listening to all this stuff uh, here at uh, the television station where we work. Uh, this was wall-to-wall, -wall, all hands on deck, all night long. I mean, it, it, it was something. The election, though, is now over. So I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, Sean Skinner is our producer. Sean, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Pat. So Sean Skinner is the producer of this, but he's a music guy, too. I love music, too. Yeah, I love music. Sean is the guy who is does a lot of music in his personal life. Sean is producing a documentary right now on the making of Blood on the Tracks. How's that going, by the way? We're getting there. It's doing well. So Sean is producing a documentary on Blood on the Tracks, and you think about music all the time, Sean, and so do I. So here's, here's what's in my head right now. I, I, I got a song in my head uh, that kind of explains how I feel after this election. And, and, and I, tell me what you have in your head. If you, if you had a song and, and you've got a song in your head to describe the election and afterwards, what's that song? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I've got this Foo Fighters song that really kind of energizes me but i've been listening mm. to the, uh, the lyrics lately interesting uh it's from their latest album concrete and gold it's called make it right and for me it's got a hard driving message of Okay, you've done the work, now what are you going to do to make sure that it's right? What are you going to do to be the right person, uh, to be a good person, um, to do the right and, thing? And that's after this election now. This, th there's a sense of relief out there uh, that it's over, and, and maybe everybody's trying to do the right thing in their own way. Well, I definitely believe so. I, you know, you see that the Democrats have taken the House back, and now what are you going to do with it? 
Like, how are you going to make it right? And that's kind of how I see it. And that's the song that the song that just immediately comes to my mind now that the, all the ads are done, all the back and forth, and all oh, the yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, what wasn't that something? And now this is it for you. This is it. How about you, Pat? You've got a song that that you said is is popping you know, into your brain about this. Yeah, thing. you know, this has been in my brain for the last couple of days. Uh, we 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 worked all day, all night, and all the next day, and into the night. Uh, on the election, so, and I find myself just thinking about this and singing this, singing this in my head. It's from, it's from the Beatles' White Album. John Lennon, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I haven't slept a wink. I'm so tired. My mind is on the blink. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Minnesota Politics 101, produced by Sean Skinner. I'm Pat Kessler. See you next week. So tired, I don't know what to do. I'm so tired.